What is up, guys? And thank you so much for checking out this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a great show lined up for you guys today. Of course, we are just days away from the debut of Wonder Woman 1984. It feels good to say that we have finally have a superhero movie that is coming out this week. It seems like it's been forever since I've been able to say that. So we'll give you guys a preview of what we're expecting from that film. We also have some rumors about the future of Spider-Man. It seems like every week we have a Spider-Man story. And this new one talks about, you know, how much collaboration we'll be seeing from Marvel and Sony moving forward with the character. And then we got some interesting nuggets regarding uh, what may be the future for uh, DC character or DC team of characters that we saw in the big film, not that long, basically not that long ago. And uh, some uh, more details about some of the shows that Kevin Feige is producing for Disney+. Plus. So this should be a really great show. I'm looking forward to talking about it. We're coming down to the wire here in 2020. Thank God. Um, we only got a few more shows left. I actually realized that our Wonder Woman um, review will end up probably being the last hero talk of the year. So that should be uh, fun. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, what's up, man? What are you looking forward to talking about today? Uh, what's up, EJ? Glad to be here, as always. Um, I am looking forward to talking about Wonder Woman. we got Wonder Woman on the horizon. Um very very excited for that movie extremely extremely excited for that movie um we're all hearing nothing but good good things about it i'm interested in uh just talking about it speculating on what we might see you know this is our last show before seeing the movie and reviewing it not sure if the next show will be a review show or a review combined with other stuff depending on what happens i'm sure but uh but yeah i'm looking forward to talking about that and also a little, a little uh, uh, pre-happy birthday to myself. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what's up. Shamari. Yeah, Shamari's birthday. birthday episode. That is true. Shamari's birthday. We're recording this on the 21st. So by the time I most of you hear this. I'm going to get myself a shout-out on my own show. <laughs> You're hearing this on, uh, we're recording the 21st, so there's a very good chance you'll actually be hearing this on the 22nd, which is Shamari's birthday. So you, uh, if you follow him on social media or you follow him on uh you know, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, MCSham22 is his handle. Make sure you give him a happy birthday shout out. Of course, you can shout out happy birthday on all of our social media pages or YouTube channel as well. So, yeah, definitely happy bir- early happy birthday uh, to Shamari. And hopefully this will be a, a good present before uh, your big day tomorrow. But um, also on the podcast, Kendall Stewart it is not his birthday. So, feel no no need to have to uh, reach out to him. <laughs> Or, or, uh, not, give, him, yeah. give him any 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 shout outs but uh kendall nonetheless what are you looking forward to talking about today yeah i mean yeah, it's not my birthday um you know but maybe the, <laughs> in the fantasy championship of fantasy football this week so maybe you made it i didn't i didn't even pay attention to that you yeah, made no, it, 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 oh so the, it's not over we'll find we'll know you'll you'll those people listening you know the the it'll you'll know depending on how good ben roethlisberger plays because it, uh, ben Roethlisberger needs 30 points against me to beat me, uh, so I feel good about that. He's playing at the Bengals, though, so I don't know. Yeah, I know. He's playing at the Bengals, so I don't know. But, um, but yeah, one thing I wanted to mention was that me and Shamari, since there's, uh, since there's nothing going on, obviously, um, you know, once Disney fandom passed and the Mandalorian passed, we needed something to watch. Uh, we watched Tenet with uh, uh, You guys did get to watch Tenet, okay. Yeah, we you know, yeah, we that's did the movie watch that we talked about, you know, more than a lot of superhero movies on this podcast, given it's <laughs> definitely given, given, given the importance, given the lack of superhero movies. Yeah, the lack of superhero movies and the importance that it, it was going to have on the uh, on the, the calendar. 
yeah in the industry and interesting you interesting know tidbit. yeah we did we did see the movie it was uh i thought it was i thought it was very good it was good it was if you liked inception you'd like tenet right i mean that's about as much as i can say but it, it gives me good. this it's a very similar vibes i'm excited for to see what superhero jd washington will ultimately eventually yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's that set in stone <laughs> but <laughs> you know he did a good I, job in the movie. you know i imagine he did, Marvel he did, he did a very good job he did do a very good job and um yeah, I mean, the story, again, is very trippy, very, like, I don't know what's happening half the time. But, you know, if you pay attention, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it probably requires multiple viewings. I'm sure I'll, I'm, I'm probably going to watch it again. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie, though. Eight out of, solid 8 out of 10. That's what's up. Yeah, I, I actually, I'd, I'd probably give, give it a similar grade. That's what's up. I actually was talking to my girlfriend, Andrea, about uh, how she was like, how is that movie? I was like, I don't know. I want to watch it, but probably waiting for it i don't know when we're gonna see it on like streaming services but i want to get it on a streaming service i don't know if i want to buy a digital copy but yeah it'll be actually yeah but um but i i do want to check it out because i i you know even though uh i certainly let up christopher nolan a couple of weeks ago you know i do respect him greatly as a filmmaker and um it seems like all the props he does is you know next level so i definitely want to check that one out so i definitely um uh good to hear that uh that we got finally got some kind of uh, closure on Tenet because again I think as Kendall mentioned that you know that show probably got more that movie rather got more oxygen as a non-superhero movie than any other project maybe in the history of this podcast so, so so the fact that we actually finally got people to talk about you know what they thought of it I think actually is kind of relevant given uh, the source uh, of, of where the conversations began this year during the pandemic about you know Tenet and, and how it uh, would impact the rest of the industry but um Speaking of the, the, the industry and, and, and the changes that happened uh, since the Tenet movie came out by Warner Brothers, obviously it didn't do so well. So now here we are. We're in December, months, nine months into the pandemic, but we're finally seeing our first truly uh, blockbuster um, release from Warner Brothers onto the HBO uh, Max streaming service. And that is Wonder Woman 1984. That said, it's been a very long time since I could say that we have a superhero movie that's going to be released this week, but that is the case with Wonder Woman 1984. The movie marks the return of Gal Gadot as Diana Prince, Chris Pine as Steve Trevor, and Patty Jenkins is back in the director's chair, along with the introduction to new characters to the big screen. Kristen Wiig is playing Cheetah, and Pedro Pascal plays Maxwell Lord. The movie is a sequel to the smash hit uh, Wonder Woman from, from uh, 2017. That film was set in World War I Germany, while this one takes place during the 1980s seems like most of it takes place in washington dc we do not know much more about the film beyond that which is why i'm super excited because a lot of us don't really know what quite to expect with this uh, film in return in, in regards to plot particularly how steve trevor who spoiler alert if you didn't see the first movie uh died in the first movie and of course that movie also being set in the 19 teens or 1920s whenever world war one was uh um how he's alive in this next one, we don't really know. So uh, this is going to be uh, obviously really exciting. Sham, uh, what are you hoping to see with this film? Um, so, I mean, there are uh, there are a lot of hopes with w- regards to this film. Um, I did watch the first three minutes because they released the first three minutes um, online. And thankfully, it doesn't reveal anything, uh, really. I was actually left wanting more. I was like, boy, this is it. So they didn't, didn't reveal nothing, which is probably good. Uh, but the first few minutes are very good. I'm not going to say anything about it, but they're they're very good. I mean, just just cinematically and how it's shot and everything. It looks it looks great. Um, so 
Uh, I'm expecting a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but I'm expecting a, a, a handful of flashbacks um, because, of course, they showed those in the trailer. I'm expecting a lot of action, uh, crazy action set pieces like the scene on the highway and with the trucks and the, her uh, swinging on the lightning. Um, I'm expecting, um, and, and this isn't a spoiler because they did showing this seem to be showing this in the trailers now, in the TV spots. Uh, but I'm expecting to see Wonder Woman fly uh, at some point. <laughs> um, at this, because they, they seem to they seem to have her in the flying position and whatnot, and having right. her doing that. So I actually, actually watched Wonder Woman the first one. Me, me and Andrea watched it last week, and she flies at the at the very end of that movie. Oh. So it's not the first time she flies. Catch. Okay, well there you go. Yeah. Remember there she was flies the, when she's uh, fighting Ares, and then when she flies away from the uh, museum, those are the last, only the moments she flies in the movie. But she does fly. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I remember it was very early, like marketing that had Wonder Woman like flying. Yeah, I didn't want. I didn't want to spoil. Yeah, I didn't want to spoil it for anybody else. Maybe. For you guys, yeah. I didn't know if you guys saw it, but. There, yeah, that was that was a clear hint that it was, it was all over, plastered all over the internet. Wonder Woman spoiler. Did it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, all right. It's, but it's revealed that she's apparently supposed to be flying, I guess, in the movie. So that's I mean, something, it, that that's something that I don't think we would have known as clearly had there not been a pandemic that pushed the movie all the way back to December. Probably, I agree but, with that. You know, they had to find new things to, to show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, a lot to look forward to. Cheetah, obviously. Uh, just everything surrounding Chris and Wig and Cheetah character, I am looking forward to. I may have to re-engross myself in Cheetah uh, media, just in terms of of her story, um, whether it be in in all everything else I've seen, whether it be animated movies. I recommend the Super Friends. Uh, Super Friends, <laughs> no, but uh, whatever. Right there, <laughs> <laughs> whether it be in animated movies, uh, Justice League, Unlimited. Injustice. She's in the recent, most recent Injustice game as well. So I don't know. I may have to re to to kind of uh, re, I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but just refresh my knowledge, right? Um, my uh, cheetah knowledge. But um, but yeah. I mean, I think those are the probably the biggest things. Just seeing action set pieces, seeing Wonder Woman fly. I'm sure that'll be something special. And also to see that suit. I don't know what the deal is with that suit. Um, the gold, the gold, the gold suit. Yeah, the gold suit. I don't know what the explanation is about it, what it is. Um, Gal Gadot recently said she has she. I know she posted online. She has the the helmet in her home, and she's like, she's like, without spoiling anything, this suit means a lot in terms of hope and spirit and all that. So I'm interested to see what that suit's all about. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a um, this is obviously a big week. Uh, so obviously, look, I think HBO Max, Warner Brothers, I think they botched the time. They said that this is coming out at 12 Eastern, um, right overlapping with the NBA. So, yeah, uh, that was a sucker move. I'm gonna be beyond yeah. that, was a, that was a sucker move. What, so it's coming out on noon? Yeah, it's coming out on noon. All right, well, I'll uh, be watching on noon. You know, that was, that was an odd. That was an odd situation, so I'm thinking... Uh, they, they don't want me to see Zion and Jimmy Butler? Like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah it's bizarre. Um, but regardless, you know, it, it, should be an interesting, uh, it should be an interesting time. But, you know, the thing that I'm looking for, I mean, I'm thinking, first of all, 
you know, I want to see what happens. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, major reveals and stuff. Um, you know, so I've had to stay away from all that. And I want to see what all this stuff is, uh, whether or not it's worth 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 the uh, the hype that's being built that's being built up for it. Uh, Post credit scene that they didn't even show the media uh, initially. The initial critics they left it out because it was so greedy. So, um, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, Snyder cut. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. hopefully not. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? This is what you guys I, really, leave out? I really hope that's not it. That would be I terrible. Mean, it, that's not a terrible guess, too. I mean, it's like what, the I mean, next I, thing is coming out. I mean, look, I, I doubt it. I, I it's I, like I a movie we already it. seen. I don't, yo. If you t, if you give me a a a, a post credit scene, it doesn't I'll even make any sense. Yeah, for Justice a movie that's already just in terms of, come out in terms of the timeline. Justice League is before Wonder Woman. This is a well, that. I mean, I mean, in terms of, I guess it was in 1984. Yeah, technically, it, technically it does take place after, but it's still, yeah, like, yeah, I don't need to see show that. you dark side, and I'm like, ah. Yeah, that, that, that yeah. would be bad. That no, wouldn't, that wouldn't. That I'm would just not going to put it past I Nah, I would put it past <laughs> I mean, because the movie came out. I mean, it, it, I mean, I don't know. Snyder yeah, says it's a, sham. I definitely it, can see them pulling something like that. Snyder says it's, like, a vastly different movie. I mean, we'll see. I expect it to be. Very similar. Similar but different. Similar but dark side is in it, and it's longer, <laughs> right. and you get more characterization. Yeah, I mean, which isn't bad. Yeah, I think it'll be right. better. And, and, and for the and for the listeners but, at home, you know, Sham is the Zack Snyder fan of this group. So him saying that is that's yeah. no, he's not a hater. I mean, but that's I mean, what that's expecting. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm expecting. So I guess it's not bad, but it is what it is. So I don't think they're gonna tease. That wouldn't even make sense, like for them to tease a movie that already was released. But just an extended version of it. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you I, I think we can do. I, I don't think you're. <laughs> I think you. I, I would not. I'm not putting that past them. I'm not. Yeah, especially you shoot, you shoot especially, when, they, especially when they consider that that the uh, that you know Wonder Woman 1984. The majority of these, I think, the majority of these, almost certainly the majority of the viewings of this is going to be on HBO Max. What better way yeah. to plug your next HBO Max project that's you know DC related than to have it be. You know the post credit scene be, you know something related to uh, what you're gonna see in Justice League. Since they've been filming, they've been re- they've been reshooting stuff for Justice League. It'll probably be a reshot scene or a reshot, you know, post credit scene that they put for Wonder Woman. They made they reshot it for Wonder Woman on the set. That would be that'd be one of the worst post credit yeah. scenes ever. I mean, I don't know. I, th- I think you, I think you guys are getting <laughs> serious. A little bit- a bit too, angry, fear too much my, anxiety. Yeah, anxiety and fear like, I, don't think, I don't think this is going to happen. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, a, especially, I'm, a scar, I'm a scarred DC fan, man. Especially them, with, with them 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 pulling it from the past. This isn't that hype. <laughs> the Snyder Cut isn't that hype to where they'd be like, Chris, you cannot see you this. You can't see this. It's not even, a new, it's not even new. <laughs> you say the critics can't see it, so I, I don't think it's that crazy. See Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, it's like, nah. They're not, uh, they're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely want to see uh, Wonder Woman and, and Cheetah throw down. Um, and I want to see what the what's the hierarchy in terms of villains in this movie. Because we know Cheetah's in it. We know Maxwell Lord is in it. Yes. Who's the big bad? You know, is it Maxwell Lord or is it Cheetah? I think a lot of people expect it and assume it's Cheetah. But is Maxwell Lord really the the mastermind behind everything? Or is there someone else that we haven't seen or we don't know about like there was last movie? So... Those are some of the things I'm looking out for. And then obviously the big thing that I'm kinda you know, I'm kinda looking at with a side eye until I give them the benefit of the doubt for now is the Steve Trevor situation. 
How is he still around? I need a good explanation that isn't. I think that was that the. Corny. I think that might have been the one thing that I saw some critics maybe didn't weren't like crazy about. I can imagine. It seems pretty. It they're, seems they're like, like a pretty okay, hard I mean, thing sure, to do. You know. You know that that you have the guy looks the exact same, and we're it's not. It's not not him. It's 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 actually him. Obviously, still alive. So that's what I you know that's what I'm probably looking forward to. Not looking forward to, but paying close attention to. So I'm getting ready to uh, to bash it in a review. But I don't know. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe it'll be very good. Maybe or maybe the expectation. Maybe my 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 uh, maybe the expectation will be very good. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but overall, I'm excited for this movie. Obviously, again, first superhero movie, second superhero movie of the year or really third behind birds of prey and uh sonic the hedgehog so <laughs> uh this should be fun yeah i'll i'll double up on the concern over um steve trevor character because you know watching that movie just just recently um first of all chris prime does an amazing job he's a very very good character um watching it again i was on a point where i'm like man like he really shouldn't have been killed off, probably, in hindsight. And part of me watches this movie. I haven't watched the other, obviously. But when I watch this movie, I'm kind of wondering, will they, will it look very apparent that, like, Patty realizes that killing him off was a really bad idea. And let's just pretend that didn't happen. Let's just find some cockamamie way to bring him back. And it'll be fun because, you know, the last movie we did, the whole Diana being, you know, a person out of time, having to kind of adjust to being in, you know, uh, on, you know, contemporary Earth with, like, you know, regular people and not in Damascara. And here we could do the same thing, but with Steve Trevor being a man of, you know, the 1920s and him now in the 1980s. Like, I, it could still be very funny and interesting and entertaining, but, you know, as, you know, uh, you know students of this of this culture, of this game, like, I, I want stories to also make sense. Um, so I don't want you to just kind of do a plot device for the sake of just getting us great moments with Diana and Steve. We understand Gal and Chris's uh, chemistry is impeccable. It truly is impeccable. And I'm excited to see them reunited. But I don't want to see them reunited on some corny-ish. And that's what I'm a little concerned about, that, that that will happen. I'm hoping that it's either not that corny or it's so good that I don't even care that it's corny because I'm like, man, well, it doesn't matter because these two just really play well off of each other. Because that's kind of what I'm hoping with um, the Chris Pine stuff. And I think that you also make a good point about uh, the villains. You know, to me, Cheetah, you know, I, I seem to be one of the few people that's not overly thrilled with her CGI look. I don't think it's terrible, but I was actually surprised how many people were in love with it. I think it's decent. That's how I would describe it. I think it's decent. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, last finishing touches, I watch it again on... Obviously, it's not going to be on a big screen, but it will be. You know, I do have a, not to, you know, make people want to pull up to my crib. I have a fairly decent TV in my house. <laughs> I think it will look okay uh, watching it. So I'm hoping maybe on something like that. Setup. Yeah, you know, I get to turn, turn <laughs> Yeah, I'll go down. watch it in my, uh, my underground movie theater. <laughs> yeah. no, definitely don't got no kind of setup like that. This is definitely <laughs> ain't, uh, ain't like LeBron's crib yeah, or anything. New generation like cribs. But, uh, <laughs> but, Cash like, money you know, mock over here. <laughs> Um, but but if I if I have but you know turn the lights down and, and everything hopefully maybe it ends up looking much better than I anticipated because most of the time I've been watching it on you know 
I probably watched it on TVs before, but it's very short clips or whatever. And most of the time I watch it on computer screens or my phone. So Cheetah, not just her, but not just her look, also, you know, just uh, the kind of, I guess, dissolving of the person that's Barbara Minerva. Like, you know, they they seen the pitch this mm-hmm. movie as, uh, you know, Diana and Barbara making a connection, which I actually really do enjoy those iterations of the Wonder Woman Cheetah dynamic when they are kind of like frenemies in a way. And mm. it's not just like beef on sight. So I think, I think mm. it's, it just adds a different dimension to the tragedy of Barbara's character. So I like that they went that route. But I hope, and I'm hoping that they're able to do that in a way that doesn't feel rushed. Because, you know, sometimes you have a person that starts off good and you feel like, all right, I got two hours to turn them heel. And I think you end up kind of making kind of, again, sometimes weird plot devices and, and kind of things that don't make sense just for the sake of getting us to the point of the heel turn. Spider-Man 3. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Brock. About Eddie Brock. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, you can make the, you can make the case that Eddie Brock is just yeah, that. Yeah. Eddie Brock is just that guy. I, you can make the case. That, I mean, that's his character. Yeah, yeah you can make the case that just, he wasn't written that well. <laughs> like the original. Right. And I'm not trying to hate on whoever created Venom. We all love Venom. Um, but I'm just saying, I mean, that's kind of his thing. He kind of shows up out of nowhere, and then he, he like, things turn really fast, and now he's, like, a main, maniacal, yeah, yeah, murderous, yeah. you know, symbiote. And ironically, not to get on tangent, but the only iteration of him that didn't do that was Spectacular Spider-Man. Hence why that's one of the greatest uh, adaptations of Spider-Man ever done. It's such a sad turn, man. I was like, come yeah. on. It was that because that was a really good turn. That took time. It was energy. It wasn't just left and right. They made him like Peter's big brother. He saw the way Peter was moving, how that was actually not making Brock like him. And then once, you know, he makes the turn, it's great. And it's like, oh, man. But you're you're really sad. He's like, man, this this didn't have to go this way. You know what I'm saying? That's and I'm hoping that's that's what I want to feel with Cheetah. I want to feel like, man, she's all right. They beefing now, but it didn't have to go this way. Like things could have. Shook a little differently. Maybe Diana didn't do this or that. Like maybe this wouldn't have she wouldn't have gone down this path. And that's what I'm kind of hoping we get to see uh, with uh, her character. And I think that you know Kristen Wiig, people kind of uh, were surprised when they made that casting because Kristen, I don't think, had really uh, played this kind of role before ever. So, uh, but also Patty seemed really confident that this was the person she wanted. So I think probably she's probably the act the actor in this group that I think I have most of my attention on in terms of like, this was the person, you know, Pedro is Maxwell is a little bit of an interesting casting, but he's not to say Chris isn't super talented, but Pedro is just like, I, I'm going to give him a shot to do anything. You know what I'm saying? He's that good. So, you know, Kristen, I've only seen her in kind of like typecast kind of role. So for me, it's like, okay, this is very different for you. How are you going to do in this? I feel like Pedro, I've seen him in everything, do everything. So it makes him being Maxwell Lord fine. Let's see how it works. I wouldn't have thought about it, but I'm not going to doubt it. Um, so so I think that those are some of the big things for me. And, of course, you know, that that dreaded sophomore jinx, you know, it's it's uh, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm super negative on this movie because I think this movie would be really good and I'm really excited for it. But uh, the inevitable thing of like, all right, can it top the first one? You know, watching that first one this week and just seeing just like how much of a great movie that is on so many levels. Um, it's like, man, this is a tough act to follow. But I think uh, the time change, I think they picked the right time. I think the 80s is always really fun. And 
I think they picked the right villains. I think that for me, if you were asking me for a, a, a movie between uh, with, with Wonder Woman, like who would I want to see? Uh, Maxwell Lord and, and Cheetah are probably number one, number two. You know, you know, whatever order you like. But that's it. So the fact that I'm getting that in movie two, I got Ares in movie one, and they they, they, they did Ares in a way in which he wasn't even really a villain for almost the entire movie. But, like, I, I can't ask for much more. So I'm excited, but there are some things I'm actually, you know, keeping a close eye on and see if they're able to uh, land the plane on. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see how how Cheetah and and Diana's relationship is as well. Um, I'm expecting it to be. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm expecting it to be somewhat tragic because I mean, this person is turning into a essentially a monster. Uh, so. Which we've, I mean, we've seen that a few times. Old man bat storyline. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously it's like in the zone of man bat. I mean, I was thinking, like you were saying, Venom and uh, Lizard is another one that kind of comes to mind. Uh, wow. Clayface from the Batman. <laughs> yeah, Clayface. That y'all said. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've seen that a few times, and uh, so I'm expecting this to kind of go down that path. I'm expecting I'm expecting it to be a kind of sisterhood, almost kind of kind of element to it as rubber, well. Rubber band man's another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, don't have a static shot. Uh, yeah, that's a throwback. But um, but yeah, I'm expecting it to go down that line. Um, I I recently saw the Wonder Woman Bloodlines, I believe it's called, right? Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Yeah, that's a really yeah, good I saw movie. that movie. I yeah, that's that a really movie. good one. Yeah. So I'm expecting it to kind of have a sisterhood kind of element, not not exactly like that, obviously, but like similar, where like they are friends and then they're not friends no more, and there seems to be some kind of growing beef between them. So I'm expecting to see that uh, in the movie as well. Man, I'm just super excited to see another superhero movie, man. You know, like I know you know they're all talk about superhero fatigue and all these movies are the same. I want to see more of the same. <laughs> I want to feel yeah, like I'm watching yeah, a Marvel movie or I'm watching a DC movie, um, and feel like I'm watching a Scorsese film or, or <laughs> yeah, uh, <all> right. <laughs> or or some other kind of movie that's not a superhero. I, like, I want to see people yeah. in tights. Yeah, exactly. I want to see know. people fighting. I want to see you know beginning, middle, and end. First arc, second arc, third arc. Yeah, you know, character development, hero's journey, all give me, give me yeah. everything. The hero plot story, twist. yeah, plot twist, major plot twist, overarching oh. villain in the shadows, yeah, you know, after credit, comic book, after comic credit, comic book, Easter, comic book Easter eggs. All yeah, I want all the Easter eggs. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, the, I want this to be a, a comic book movie, a comic book movie's comic book movie. Um, I feel like so, from what I've heard that that's what you're gonna get, and that's that's exciting. Because I mean, just I'm not trying to read a lot, but just a little <laughs> bit I read, it sounds like you won't be that disappointed. For, you know, I, I, I mean, honestly feel like for some people that like that may be asking for more than that, like they may be disappointed. I think, but if that's what you're looking right. for, I think that's what you're going to get. Right, because we haven't seen one of these in so long, and the last, I mean, the last major one, I mean, we had Birds of Prey, which is cool, and that one did also have a comic book kind of feel to it. Then we're talking about Angie. You know, it was, was that the last one? Spider Man Far From Home and, and Endgame? I mean, Endgame was, was, I mean, it was what it was. It was a great movie, but it, you know, it wasn't exactly your typical comic book movie. So, you know, now we're kind of resetting back right. to what's normal uh, with these movies. So, um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's very exciting. And I think that this should be, uh, 
this should be a fun it should be a fun weekend um you know again hopefully uh my opinion of the movie isn't changed by whether or not the celtics beat the nets on christmas or the vikings beat the saints on christmas because uh, unfortunately yeah, both the nba and nfl yeah. uh put me put my teams in tough spots to get wins <laughs> so, uh, it, we'll see um, but yeah, shout out to this movie, man. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Diana's character development from the first movie. You know, I'm, I'm you know, the first movie she's you know, she kind of thinks she knows it all because she is you know this Amazonian princess who's read all these books and is smart and you know whatever. But I'm kind of curious now. But then she comes to this new new world for her, and she's very much like not knowing anything and kind of leaning on. You know the people around her. I'm actually curious to see her development. You know, 60 years in advance, how much she's learned, how much she's grown, and how are they able to really bring that forward in this film? Um, that's to me one of the biggest things I want to see. And if this is, you know, one of the things we haven't mentioned as well. This is the last thing I'll say on this. You know, is this? Uh, I mean, we know it's a sequel, but like, how true of a sequel is it? You know what I'm saying? Because I think that that was one of the questions we had immediately too. You know. Early on in this production and kind of the promo for this movie, well before it was done, you know, Patty was kind of talking about, oh yeah, the movie stands on its own and oh, don't really worry about the first one. And you know, for a lot of people, it's like, what do you mean? That first one was a classic. How do you? What do you mean this is a standalone? How does it? We gotta know how it connects because we're continuing the same franchise. So I, I kind of want to see how that, still, you know, question is answered. I haven't, you know, seen anybody, anybody really talk about it, so I assume that it is pretty much a straight sequel, but. They definitely were were not playing it straight in the promo for this movie leading up to uh, production. Now, I think they've kind of shied away from that stuff since, but it is something I'm curious because, again, you're going 60 years in advance. You're bringing back characters from the dead. I need to know how does this all make sense. So really excited about this movie again, Christmas Day, uh, HBO Max if you have it. Otherwise, if you, you have a theater that's open, I'm not going to tell you to go because it's Joining is mad scary out here, but that is a way to watch it if you also want to watch it in a theater. If you listen where there's a theater, but um, let's continue on now and let's talk about uh, some another uh, another story here, another week, another Spider Man headline. And while there are once again some more unconfirmed casting rumors on the internet, I actually want to s- kind of stay away from that this week since that's what we've been doing for the last like it feels like month now, maybe more than that. Now, I want to focus on another aspect of the franchise. Sony and Marvel Studios have been collaborating on a, a new Marvel, new Spider-Man movie, and it's under an agreement to share uh, the rights to the character. It was a deal that began with Captain America Civil War and actually ended up becoming a hot-button topic on the internet in the summer of 2019 when both sides briefly decided to part ways on that deal. But uh, according to the Disney Insider, Sony and Disney extended their co-licensing production deal with Spider-Man uh, to... Uh, Spider-Man set to play a, a pivotal role in the MCU moving forward. Now, during the Disney Investor Day, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige spoke about how the movie, uh, this next movie, connects with Doctor Strange uh, in the Multiverse of Madness. And given how important that movie is supposed to be uh, to the larger uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, it would make sense for Marvel to ensure that Tom Holland's Peter Parker is around to stay. So I'll give this to Kendall. Do you buy the rumor that a new deal has been inked? And if so, how do you think Spidey will be used moving forward? Um, yeah, I think it makes... I, I, think I buy it because it makes sense. Uh, it would have made sense for a lot of parties to not 
continue to steal. It's the same reason why we had this co- the conversations before, um, when it seemed like there may be a parting of ways between Marvel and Sony on the Spider-Man deal. Um, Marvel, it's in their best interest to continue having Spider-Man in the universe, c- considering where they're going. Uh, Sony, it's in their best interest to keep Marvel in uh, in the picture so that their movies continue to perform as best as possible uh, and continue to critically perform as best as possible. And you keep Tom Holland, who's your biggest star probably in the in the company. Uh, he, he's or in the studio, like he, you keep him happy as well. Cause obviously he was, he seemed very upset when the, when the, uh, the deal broke down before between Marvel and Sony. So, yeah. Um, so with all that being said, there's everybody has a, and obviously Tom Holland has an interest in wanting to do this as well. So, uh, everybody involved pretty much has an interest in keeping this deal live. Um, as long as all parties kind of get what they need and, so, I mean, it makes sense that they would just extend the deal. Um, and to me, uh, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how he ties in. I know we talked about it last week about whether or not Tom Holland is a part of uh, the Fantastic Four. Um, you know, will, will we see Tom Holland cross over with the X-Men when they show up? However long that'll be. Um, will we see... Tom Holland interact with the Young Avengers in a Ultimate Spider-Man kind of way. You know, there's a lot of different possibilities for Tom Holland. Obviously, we're going to get future Avengers movies, and when they do, I'd imagine he'll be a part of them. So, you know, he he certainly has a future in the MCU, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Spider-Man movies. I I, I feel like this next Spider-Man movie is sort of Marvel saying we don't really want to do a ton of Spider-Man movies right now. Um. We don't need to do a ton of Spider-Man movies right now. Like, do doesn't mean, mean they won't. Well, it's just this is going to be such a grand project that they're doing. It's going to be hard to do this and then back to transition. your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, back to your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. This kind of feels like a, a culmination of the entire science Sony Spider-Man cinematic universe. Um, now. Does that mean that we get Miles Morales going forward? I mean, that, I mean, that, if I'm if I'm Marvel, I'm telling Sony, all right, <clears throat> we'll have Peter Parker. I mean, we'll, we'll help you with Miles Morales too. But like, you can continue the Spider-Man movie universe through Miles Morales, while um, we continue Peter Parker's journey in the MCU in other movies. Um, that would be a pitch. That I would have, and Pete Parker could be in the Miles Morales movies too. But that's the only way to me to. I mean, you can just do more Peter Parker movies, but it'd be kind of odd at this point. So I don't know. Um, but I think that they, they. I mean, they have a lot on their plate. But I think we'll, we'll certainly be seeing a ton more of Tom Holland going forward. It may just be in other properties, i.e., Tony Stark. Hmm. What do you make of this, man? I mean, I, I think. Uh, I mean, I do. I feel like we will we will certainly be seeing more of Tom Holland. And I think that at this point, Tom Holland is an is a very valuable asset for um, Disney Marvel. You know, I don't think they really want to let him go. Um, you know, because the fans don't want to let him go. You know, I think he's going to have more things to do. 
Uh, of course, there's the next Spider-Man movie coming out. And But I also agree with Kenan. I think he's going to be in other projects as well. I think he may be featured in Fantastic Four. I think he may be featured in other things also. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think Marvel still wants to be able to use him. Um, and uh, I don't know if necessarily they're going to strike a deal with regards to Miles Morales. Um, I mean, this is Spider-Man is still Sony's property. You know, it's just right now. That's just how it is in terms of the movies and live action properties. So, um, so yeah, I don't know uh, that they will. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to strike any kind of deal with regards to not them not using Peter Parker. I think Sony wants in on on everything Spider-Man. They want in on everything, everything Spider-Man. I don't think sure. they're willing to renege on any aspect of Spider-Man. So. Yeah, I mean, I think Disney right now is in a position where it's just like, listen, you know, we need this guy because the fans demand him and they are demanding. him. I feel like even when we get Fantastic Four and Blade and all these other amazing characters, I feel like people are still going to be demanding to see Tom Holland's Peter Parker. And, you know, Disney is now in a position where they're like, okay, so what do we got to do to give the fans Peter Parker? So, um so, yeah, and I, and I don't think they want to do anything like kill off Spider-Man or, or anything like that. I, I, you know, I mean, they went through all this trouble to get him in the universe and he's so well liked. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do. I think this is was almost like an inevitability. So, yeah, I think they're going to be using uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker for many years to come. Yeah, I mean, I feel like trying to do I buy this rumor. I lean toward buying the rumor, though I'm still a little skeptical, um, only because I feel like, you know, this is a deal that's, you know, so massive, I feel like, not no disrespect to the Disney Insider, no disrespect to Skyler Schuler and the guys over there, you know, I would respect it probably a little bit of a bigger outlet to be saying something like this than, you know, the, the, the Disney Insider, I would assume a Hollywood Reporter or a Deadline or someone like that would uh, have this, but I, I also, the reason why I do kind of still lean to them, this being true, is because I think that it actually kind of makes sense. This is not something you need to be telling your audience, I think. Like, I don't think this is something actually you may even... Not that not that you wouldn't want the audience to know, but I feel like it actually may play to your to your benefit that the audience doesn't realize that like Tom Holland is assigned to do more like Marvel MCU-type movies for a, a long period of time. Because it, 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 you know, once, once you see these movies and you see how much is connected and how the story continues... Then you can make your announcement that, you know, yeah, you saw that last movie. Well, you don't got to worry about, you know, Tom Holland being pulled because he signed for five more movies or whatever. And, that, you know, now you get your your big hurrah and people are excited and all that stuff. Spider-Man wow. will return. Right, exactly. So to me, like, like to me, them keeping that under wraps, not giving that to, like, your big trades uh, is a, definitely a plausible thing. It's a why, you know, someone like this insider would have this. And, you know, Skyler Schuler and those guys, they've worked in the industry for, industry for a little bit of a minute now. So I I don't think they're just saying, you know, nonsense just to put it out there. Um, in regards to kind of just like well, how I think this this what this makes for Spidey moving forward, I, I I feel like, I mean, to me, it was very clear after. Really, it was really was clear when they signed him. I mean, they needed a new face post Tony Stark. And I know, you know, for some Spider-Man fans, that it's like a very sore subject talking about. You know this kind of you know relationship that is, exists between Tony Tony Stark and Peter Parker, and then you know Robert Downey and and uh, 
and Tom Holland. But look, we're in a situation now where where it is what it is, and and they do seriously need a face. I know that you know that's kind of was a little bit of a theme of the last movie, but Marvel is in a position where you know. Robert Downey carried the company for... I don't want to say he carried it, because there were a lot of other major stars, obviously. But he was definitely at the forefront of the company for a decade. And as you move forward to the next decade, especially with the terrible passing of Chadwick Boseman, then you start to look at who else you have on your roster. You know, you need somebody that's a kind of a franchise player. And Spider-Man is the most recognizable Marvel character that we have. Um, Universally liked... Yeah, you know, and, and, and University mm-hmm. of Light, you know. So, to me, making sure you do whatever it takes to get that guy locked in, if you're Kevin Feige, you got to do it. And maybe it's somewhat of a deal with the devil because maybe you got to, you know, just like any trade, you know, you trade for a superstar, you got to take back some bad contracts or whatever. Maybe they got to <laughs> take back, you know, a, you know, a Venom property or some other properties that now they have to incorporate that he don't really feel crazy about. But you know what? If that means that Tom Holland is locked in and you don't got to worry about Sony pulling the plug anytime they want or or um or even someone like, you know, a Disney exec deciding, hey, we need to get more money out of this deal and then kind of like blowing up your 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 arrangement, kind of like they did during uh, that summer of 2019, you know, putting all that kind of stuff to bed is well worth it to me. Um, so so as for me, from a Marvel standpoint, it makes sense. And I think from Sony's standpoint, it makes sense. I know they want to, you know, make every dollar that they can but as we've argued on this show i think i i would argue that they could make more money if they get disney to uh to incorporate and uh embrace their universe which i think is what's happening like everything you know all the tea leaves are suggesting that this is what's happening like i told you guys the source stuff i heard about morbius and that being a super a, a marvel movie when I was asked, when I was talking to a source about how the movie is being set up, and and I, I, I kind of specified, do you mean Sony? And they said, no, this is a Marvel movie. That was very interesting to me. Like, you know, I think that there are, that something's been worked out. Something clearly has been worked out. And that's why this, that's why I think that Kevin Feige's presentation to me was so interesting. Because how many times, guys, have we seen Kevin Feige's presentation where he doesn't even mention Spider-Man? Like, went while Spider-Man was in this deal. Yeah. Like, usually, he goes out of his way to not talk about Spider-Man. He doesn't say, oh, this is going to connect to Spider-Man, whatever. He usually just kind of ignores Spider-Man. He puts out a slate. He'll talk about the movies there, and then he don't even mention Spider-Man because that's the whole deal with Sony. And, you know, he does joint press with Sony, but that's usually when he's actually talking about Spider-Man. Not he, I've never seen him do a Disney presentation talking about a Sony movie in Spider-Man. I've never seen him do that before. That's what he did on uh, on that presentation. I think that to me spoke to a different relationship, uh, an advanced relationship that that exists now between the Marvel Studios folks and the Sony folks. And for the fans, that's all we could ask for. That's the best thing we could have coming. But I think it's because they know he's the face. They know if they really want to uh, maximize his potential and their potential, they got to try to incorporate so much of his universe into everything else. Because so much of Marvel runs through New York City. Daredevil, Moon Knight, uh, She-Hulk, uh, uh, you know, the the uh, Heroes of Hire, you know, the Defenders. Like, everybody lives in New York. And I, and so many of them cross over with different villains, different people that, that day that you're never going to see 
Spider-Man mentioned or that he's not somehow involved in any of it, it's it doesn't really... It, you could do it, but it, you're missing something. And I think having him be a part of that when they eventually continue to expand is going to be important. Yeah, I mean, how do you guys feel about where Miles Morales fits into all this? I have a theory about that. I'm so glad you asked that. No, it's not really a theory, but it's more of a question. Because I think it could be a good idea. So we've been very much... Um, we've been very obsessed with how is Miles Morales going to be introduced in the Tom Holland universe. I think what's happening right now with this multiverse is how they're going to introduce Miles Morales, but it's not going to be in Tom Holland universe. My theory is Tom Holland, that, that Miles Morales is going to be introduced either from uh, Tobey Maguire's universe or from Garfield. Andrew Garfield's yeah. universe. Didn't I mention that a couple weeks ago? I don't remember if you did. Uh, you might have, yeah, I believe, I believe so. Yeah, I think maybe I, I, remember maybe I, I was on the yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, I think I brought it up. Where I was like, one of them, one of them might croak. I don't know which one it's going to be. Yeah, I think you did bring that but up. But one of them's going to croak, and I think uh, Morales might pick up, might be in that universe. Yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. Which would be I an think, excellent I think, story. And I think that's why this is so important to Marvel. And I think that's why, part also the reason why, whatever deal was cut, it was cut. That's very favorable to Sony, again, incorporating maybe a lot of characters that isn't as of that much interest to the MCU. But... I think the yeah. idea that Feige could get his hands on Miles Morales too is is a big reason why they're doing all this, and I think that that's part of what's going on because it just doesn't make sense to have a young Peter Parker have Miles Morales running around in his universe. It doesn't make any sense. There's no, it no make any sense. there's mm-hmm. no every time I try to spin it and I try to think of how it could work, it doesn't work. Peter's already in high school. Why would you need a, another high school kid running around as Spider Man? It doesn't make any sense. It would make sense if you made a Miles Morales and you did it in a different universe. I I would say that Maguire is, is the one that makes the most sense. I you know? agree. I think I agree. I agree with that. In terms of the legacy, yeah. I mean, Garfield wasn't, well, I, I forgot. I, sometimes, sometimes I disregard the second one. But I just, I'm just like, Garfield was in high school too, wasn't he? Like, yes, I know in the second one, the second one I think like, he was in like college. Yeah, I think he might have been going into college. Or yeah, I think college. he might have been a freshman. Okay, yeah. Right. So, but, you know, I mean, look, he could, I mean, that movie kind of you know, that would movie a while ago if they did like a real, like, you know, real time kind of situation where now that was, you know, seven years ago and now he's almost 30 uh, or, you know, 28 or something like that. Now we're in a different situation where it may make still, it may make sense. But well, I'll be honest, know. though. I don't think anybody really cares about, I mean, I, I'm, I'm no, be careful, EJ. Oh, uh, be no. careful. Oh. I don't think the don't majority, I don't think the majority <laughs> of Spider-Man fans have this great affinity to continue the universe beyond Andrew Garfield within of with Miles Morales. Like I think if you ask most Spider-Man fans, which legacy are you more you know connected to, or would you like to see pursued in a Miles Morales you know story? I don't think that people are clamoring for more of what was established in. So- Maybe Spider Man. They may like Ma- they may like Andrew Garfield. I'm not dissing that part of it. I'm not right. trying to. I don't so want to smoke with the Garfield fans. I'm talking about the universe. The universe with uh, with with Maguire is just way more iconic. Way more so, invested. Uh, let me let, let me let me play devil advocate because I I mean look I agree 
that I mean, I'd rather see the Maguire for all the reasons that that are obvious. But do we feel like maybe because the because those Maguire movies are so old, because they are just one of their old movies, uh, and the Garfield universe is a little more modern, that the aesthetic may actually fit Miles Morales better in that movie than the Maguire movies. Which that that I feel like that that universe was a little bit more again. It was just more old old school, old school New York. You know, Derek Jeter era. You know, New York, <laughs> where you know now we're you know we're in a different we're in a different time. <laughs> Chuck Navlock. Oh, I don't know about that, but um, you know, does Garfield's does Garfield's universe you know maybe fit the the Miles Morales? universe maybe a little bit better from an aesthetic damn standpoint um that was the my, the, the universe that we saw in spider-verse that you may have actually visually looked more like garfield's universe um more at nighttime yeah i guess more at nighttime um though i mean i would honestly i would i would say probably but Still, like, I mean, it doesn't matter. I think, it, I think it's just, I think it's just effects, you know. Right, I, think right. it's, I don't think it's so much. Right, they can know, update the Maguire. Yeah, the they, Maguire can, they can update Maguire's suit a little bit, and he's a little older. He'll probably be a little older at that point anyway. Right. You know, so I don't think, I don't think it'll be too much of a of a thing. It's not like they got Miles Morales and like old timesy clothes or like, you <laughs> yeah, know, it's not like the, I don't think he's yeah. gonna be, he's gonna be wearing stuff from the nineties. Right. And the know, seat, the, like the setting won't, the setting will update. You know, yeah, it's not like you're gonna, they're going to take the exact same yeah, set think, pieces yeah, from Spider-Man yeah, One. Yeah, they're not going to use the same effects, the same set pieces from Spider-Man One. So I, I don't, I'm not too concerned about that. Um, I would probably agree. I think the McGuire Spider-Man, I think, would be. And then you bring Sam Raimi in to direct. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I think the, I think McGuire would probably fit the mentor role better. Terms of mentoring, Miles. Well, I don't know if he'll be around. Yeah, I don't think he'll be around. Either. Oh, I, I, I actually, I, I, that's why. Because to me, I, okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, to me, I think fair. that you still have, you still have uh, Mary Jane Watson. You still have. You probably you don't have Aunt May, but you may have Franco. You may well, have Franco, have, but yeah, you, you may, may have Franco. You may have. You know, though we talked about where Franco stands with controversy, and can you bring him back in this kind of thing, but. Put that aside. You may have Franco. You may have uh, Kirsten Dunst. You you have J. Uh, uh, I was gonna say J. Jonah Jameson, but <laughs> but uh, why, why can't I remember the actor's name? Um, J.K. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Thank you. Yeah. So there there are pieces there that I think people would still like to have. I think maybe Mary Jane. You know, and you know, I actually really like Mary Jane in this when she's more of like, um, like seasoned superhero. You know, wife, girlfriend, person. Like she knows the deal. She's she's with she's with the the ish, so to speak. And I think that the idea that maybe like like she you know kind of ends up having like a, a mentor relationship with Miles actually could be really cool. Um, given that we've seen we saw you know Kirsten Dunst in three movies and we saw her struggles with you know Toby Wire, Peter Parker. Like I think that actually, there's some cool stuff there. I don't I just don't think there's a lot there for me with like the Andrew Garfield. Yeah, it was a very. They kind of the, the villains were lame. The villains were were lame. Um, we they killed off, uh, you know, um, you know, Gwen Stacy. Uh, 
There really is there really is not not much there for me to want to explore. Harry Osborne's kind of done. Yeah, they're all kind of done. Yeah, it's all it's all done. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 cool with them wanting to do a Spider Verse thing, kind of if they make it work. You know, I've, I've I've laid out my doubts with you know some of the issues I have, but but to me, like I don't want to see Miles Morales in that universe. I'd prefer him working with those other characters and then you know their, their ability to introduce new characters as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it, it, that that's where that's where I think they're headed next in the Spider-Man universe. Um, you guys still think they're going to make Spider-Man movies though, around Peter Parker? Do you agree that they may transition him to other Marvel properties? Oh, I think they're uh, still, still going to make other Spider-Man movies. I don't think I just necessarily agree with that. I think that you know, yeah, I think what well, I think is going to happen is that I think that these Sony, I think that these Sony. Like so, in my in my head, these Miles Morales movies would have like Marvel influence and Marvel counseling, but I feel like Sony would be really driving behind those movies, and right, you'd be making those movies to get you ready to get to Secret Wars. That to me is okay. how I envision how that would work. Because then once you get to Secret Wars, then Miles Morales is in everybody's universe. But for now, he's in his own playground. We introduce. The, the idea of him in this next Spider-Verse movie, whatever this three is, and then if you get to the other Spider-Man movies, we maybe get one or two, and then we do Secret Wars. The, the two names that are that are being popular right now for Spider-Man 3 are Spider-Man Homeworlds, Spider-Man Home Invasion. I think I like Home Invasion, but it may be too similar to Secret Invasion, so we'll see. Yeah, it might be a little too... I mean, I, li- mm. I like both. I honestly really like both names. Like both names, I think work perfect with what they're trying to do. Home Invasion probably is a little more on the nose and a little more active, but also, yeah, no, I mean, I, the only thing about Home it's Invasion, a little more intriguing. Oh wow, yeah, Home Invasion though does scream a little bit like Alien Invasion. Like I don't know, it does seem a little like yeah, Alien Invasion or like it does really, very much like read like 1940s to me a little bit. I don't mind it, but I'm, it is what it is. That's how it reads to me. Um, whereas Home World sounds a little bit more neutral and a little bit more contemporary. But I like the concept because I mean I think that what's going to happen is these villains are going to converge onto Tom's, you know, the Tom Peter Parker world. You'd be like, "What the hell's going on?" You know, and that's going to be fun to see. You know, if they're able to play it out well. But um, yeah, this this is the most interesting project going on right now within the Marvel Cinematic Universe or DC or any of these people making superhero movies. So every every week we're getting stuff. I think we're gonna get, probably get something new next week as well. Though next week's show will be a Wonder Woman review. But um, we're gonna keep our keep our eye and keep uh keep looking at what's what's coming out with that movie. But let's um. Move on and talk about uh, another some more project that Kevin Feige is working on. So uh, fans are still buzzing following the reveals from Disney Investor Day. And Kevin Feige spent parts of last week dropping even more nuggets about the shows we're expecting to see in the next few years. Two of them involve Disney Plus shows uh, She-Hulk and Moon Knight. When speaking with Emmy Magazine, Feige described She-Hulk as, quote, a half-hour legal comedy that Marvel Studios has never done before. And he said uh, he also said that it's been a while since they've had an action hero who jumps out of buildings and gets into fights, and that's how he describes Moon Knight. Uh, Feige says Mark Spector is a U- U.S. Marine who suffers from dissociative identity disorder. He describes uh, mental illness as quote a unique aspect of the program. So Sham, 
of these two contests, whether it be the legal comedy or the action, you know, action show that, you know, deals heavily with uh, mental illness, which of these two concepts between She-Hulk and Moon Knight are you more intrigued by based on uh, Feige's assessment? Uh, definitely Moon Knight. Um, so Marvel, Marvel's is, you know, they do comedy. I think it may actually be underrated how well Marvel does comedy. Uh, there's uh, other jokes land, at least for me personally. They tend to land. Um, uh, but uh, it's definitely Moon Knight. I mean, this is this is the kind of stuff I've been waiting to see from Marvel, uh, Marvel Studios in particular, since it it was since its inception. Yeah, we so really it's haven't absolutely gotten it. we haven't gotten this. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely Moon Knight. We thought that was Daredevil, and you realize no, that was all Jeff Loeb's work. Yeah, that was all Loeb. So right. yeah, it's definitely Moon Knight. Though She Hulk sounds intriguing, also. I mean, look, if it's good, they're going a more comedic, more lighthearted route. I mean, sure, that's fine. I'll watch it. You know, you know, if, if it, you know, it can, it's connected to the MCU. It's canon. It's MCU canon. Sure, I'll watch it. Uh, maybe not quite as excited if they're not going too much into the action and the the uh, effects. Though that's not necessarily what he said, but it <laughs> seems to be, you know what he's saying without necessarily saying it so yeah i mean as i puts a tiny a bit of a damper on my excitement for she-hole but um but yeah it's definitely moon knight i'm definitely looking forward to moon knight more at this point why are you what about you Kendall? yeah for me look i mean i'm excited about she-hole you know i think shamari clearly was expecting you know law and order Marvel edition. <laughs> Law and order. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting a, you know, it's Hulk. <laughs> yeah, even worse. <laughs> yeah, no. So, um, look, I mean, this 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 is going to be exciting. I'm mean, very excited. I mean, look, Moon Knight's going to be exciting as well. Um, you know, I'm definitely going to get Daredevil vibes, but like you said, there's going to be Marvel Studios. You know, there's going to be no hints about you know you know if ands or buts about whether or not this is connected to the avengers or the rest of the, the larger mcu um which i am i am interested to see how are they gonna because they, they've been pretty connected to the snap they've been yeah no, right they've been pretty uh you know explicit about how the rest of these disney plus properties are gonna connect to the mcu you right. know captain Mar. we know miss marvel we know she hulk really don't know with moon knight how the how he's gonna connect with the rest of the mcu yeah. um yeah, I mean, we assume he will. They said they all will, but that's the one where we're, where we're still kind of curious. We're still wondering what kind of role is he going to play with the with the rest of these characters. Will we get other MCU characters in the show? Will other will he appear, and how will he appear in future MCU properties? But for me, She Hulk, um, you know, the vibe I get when I hear legal comedy, um, you know, there was a show Franklin and Bash that used to come on. TNT, yeah, and I've seen it, uh, seen it quite a few times. You know, after you know an NBA game, you watch Inside the NBA on TNT, <laughs> right. and Franklin and Bash is on, and it's a funny show. Um, you know, so it's, that's what, exactly what it is—a legal comedy. And it's about two lawyers. You know, it's comedy, but um, you know, it'll this this will likely have a similar vibe to it, and. Um, that, I mean, that's not a, that's not a problem. I, I didn't expect She-Hulk to be super dark. Um, the concept in general is kind of cartoony to begin with, so you know you have to kind of make it a little lighthearted because uh, yeah. not that it's just gonna be really dark. It's gonna be really sad. So uh, <laughs> I you know, imagine they're gonna go with the lighthearted turn. Um, and so this is gonna be good. 
this is gonna be good. And typically, She Hulk is a very uplifting kind of character. Like, it's not like, right. you know, it's, it's not, not. She's the opposite of the it's Hulk. Not the same as Bruce Banner. Yeah, she's not Bruce Banner. You know, it's the opposite. She's supposed to be the the cheery version of that. Like, oh, everything's working out great for me. So, um, yeah, no, this should, this should be interesting. Um, and my question is, you know, all right, so it's, it's a comedy, but how long will it be a comedy when until Tim Roth is is a part of it? You know. Mm. And he gets involved, and mm. Thunderbolt Ross maybe comes in, comes into this play. It comes into play as well. Um, what was the guy's name? What was uh, Tim Roth's character's name? It's, I guess I haven't seen a movie in so long. It was like something like European. It was like yeah, I forgot. Leo something or yeah, it was something. Um, yeah, but that Abomination character was really good. Uh, underrated yeah, it, Marvel film. Yeah, it's an underrated Marvel movie. Yeah, Blonsky. Yeah, Emil Blonsky. Emil Blonsky. Yeah, we just said Blonsky. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Emil Blonsky, underrated Marvel villain. So I'm excited uh, to get his return. And can we get can we get the return of Betty Ross? I I, I like that Betty Ross. Yeah, it was that Liv, Liv Tyler? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she did a good job. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. Can we get Ed <laughs> Norton back? No, nah, let's relax. You need to, like, relax. <laughs> relax. That, that, that deserves a big relax right there. Um, so I, here's the thing I, I I would say I agree with Kendall again on this one I, I, I lean She-Hulk Because here's the thing I think I think She-Hulk is going to end up being A little bit like The Harley Quinn show In terms of like The vibe they're trying to go for I think that it's going to be a lot I think they're going to play have a lot more fun With the idea of like superheroing And you know living normal life because honestly that's very pivotal to like the appeal of jennifer walter's character you know of the superheroes that we you know deal with that we follow like she's like one of the few ones that like really truly like lives like a normal day-to-day life (laughs) that you know very much sometimes it's hard for her to like separate from you know some iterations she hopes she, she's always green she doesn't turn back to white skin so she's a green lawyer you know like there's certain aspects that you just can't she can't even ever escape from and that in itself is funny and i think that no, you people have played those played up those tropes i think that i've always enjoyed those uh, aspects of jennifer's character in those stories what's up jam uh EJ. so um does she hulk i i have i haven't read the comics as much as you have does she hulk does she join the avengers or yeah interact with the avengers no i mean she is an avenger i mean she okay. there there are times when she is a member a regular member of the avengers i mean during the avengers disassembled disassembled story she's a part of the avengers you know she's okay. one yeah. i think she's the one who kills vision during that i'm not 100 percent sure but um, I'm almost. Oh, I'm saying I'm 75 percent sure. <laughs> what do you say? No, like, we're gonna have to get fact checked, DJ. I'm like, I'm like 75 percent sure that she kills uh, Vision in that story after she goes kind of. I feel, like, I, feel like I, read, I feel like I read that too. Yeah. So, so yeah. No, I mean she's she's a, a long-standing Avenger. So, right. You know, and I, and I think that they'll have no problem, you know, transitioning her to being, you know, an Avenger if they want her to do that. But I, I think that this could be their chance of really, like, truly, like, playing around with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, showing all oddball characters that we've seen over the years, and having them interact with Jennifer, um, you know, with obviously the kind of caveat, the carrot of that, you know, Abomination eventually wouldn't end up being, like, the threat that is your, you know, big finish fight, you know. That would be great. I so, think it'll all be really well, I, really well done. 
my question is, we know we talked about it last week a little bit about Feige hinting that there will be other superheroes showing up, whether yeah. or not that means Daredevil or not. Um, beyond the Daredevil thing, the fact that she's a superhero lawyer, do we think that this could be a little bit of a sandbox for Marvel to introduce kind of characters that maybe they don't necessarily want to do a movie for? Kind of like Shang-Chi. We talked about Shang-Chi and the tournament aspect of it being a great place for them to introduce either one-off heroes that they're not going to use, or maybe introduce characters they will that will return and it mm-hmm. be, be their first appearance. Do you think She-Hulk could also be that on a different scale? Like, maybe Shang-Chi does it for, like, the Iron Fists of the world and, you know, those kind of superheroes, and maybe She-Hulk does it for maybe New York-based yeah, superheroes. Yeah, or, like, know. does it for, you know, penance or people like that, you know? Right. Like, yeah, I mean, no, I think that that absolutely would make sense, you know? I think that you know, Marvel, I think, is in a position now where now that they've gotten so many of the the you know the toys back into their sandbox because of all the you know deals they've struck with Fox and with Sony, like I think that now they got to kind of get into a position of universe building. I know you could say, well, Marvel universe building—they've been universe building for a decade, yeah, but like they still were very much contained into their own. They sandbox. Want, yeah, they want a hand tied behind their back. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many there's just so many that you can do because so many things are connected. Like, you know, so so being able to kind of ha- have those, you know, restraints lifted, now you kinda of have pretty much everything at your disposal. You know, we, we, we kind of debate about what is there, what can they do with Spider Man, but they have him around and then they got everyone else, pretty much. So to me, now you're in a vision of universe building. So what's a great way to universe build? That to me is absolutely a great way. Is having those legal, you know, situations come up, and maybe yeah, maybe it's not someone who's uh, the main villain in a future Avengers movie, but maybe you know, there's a separate fight scene or opening fight scene where that guy that you saw in She-Hulk, you know, episodes ago is actually you know the first opening fight scene to an Avengers movie or um, another show that maybe we end up watching with a different character. Like to me, that is going to be definitely their sandbox to grow the universe. It may end up being one of their more effective way to do so besides like the major movies like you know not strange which you could end up expanding a great deal you know what i what i would like to see and this is this is a bit of a this is a bit of a um is it's not even a bad i say it's it's very unrelated to the topic so i apologize in advance but i would like to see the, to see the mcu find a way to integrate um uh the some of the other shows and characters, first of all, Daredevil would be a good fit, though we're already hearing that he may, be, may or may not be in Spider-Man and whatnot, though I think he'd be a good fit for the She-Hulk show as well. Because uh, Charlie Cox did a good job. He, there, there was a bit of a comedic element to him at times. 100%. So I feel like he'd be a good yeah. good addition. But I want them to find a way to, because, in, in I mean, you guys know how much I love Age of the Shield. I want them to find a way to integrate you know, we were at least some of those characters. I was just thinking about the exact same thing. At least some While of those you characters. While you and EJ were talking, I was thinking about, so when we get Chloe Bennett That's what I'm Secret saying. Invasion, well, you know, I mean, you know, you, well so, look, you guys are the Star Wars guys. I mean, does anybody think that, you know, Ming Not Wen signing a deal with Lucasfilm and, and being in the Disney family helped those chances? Now look, I mean, she's in, I mean, I she's in that, and... You know, uh, she was in Mulan also. She's going to be voiced. She's supposed to be voicing uh, that uh, that Star Wars in, animated show. The Bad Ones, I think it's called. Whatever it's called. Oh, the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. Yeah. Um. 
And isn't, isn't she supposed to be something else? Or am I in my bug? I, I, I went into legend yeah, and, and yeah. she works nonstop, so she could be in a million projects. But yeah, I, she I is. Say, it, yeah, but I say that only to say, you know, maybe that you know, maybe there is, you know, there there at least seem to be an expanding yeah. relationship. She's a, obviously a vital character to those stories. Yeah, you know, Chloe Bennett has always seemed like the one that's gonna seem the most likely because she played the superhero. Um Right. And you know, I would imagine again, Secret Invasion would be the one that makes the most sense. Maybe not the most sense, but it makes some sense. Um maybe Captain Marvel two or Miss Marvel as well. Miss Marvel does also make sense. But um those would be the ones that I would, you know, keep my eyes peered to if you want to see Chloe Bennett show up. But it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like there's interest there. That's just that's my gut feeling. I hope I'm wrong. But it doesn't feel like Mark Kevin Feige really cared much to introduce the agents with you. I mean, it doesn't seem like it, which is a shame. He's like, man, that's that's weed and stuff. Yeah, it's very much a shame. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we need some kind of fan campaign or something. Yeah, I think I mean, there. I think if there was, I think campaign. they would do it. But I'm not as pessimistic as you guys that eventually we will see Chloe in a Marvel thing. I mean, to me, to me you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, it's the, it's you know, it's gonna be that secret invasion show or bust, really. You know, I, I don't say that because, you know, given that they're doing Miss Marvel and she isn't human, you know, that that is right. a possibility as well. But given what where we last saw Chloe Bennett, if there was any conversation between uh, the Marvel TV folks and Feige about where to leave Chloe and the you know Quake character when they left off, you know, her being in space and and her. You know, f- you know, following through on missions. We know Nick Fury's in space, and we know that he knows of uh, Daisy Johnson and Quake. So, like, that there seems to be there seems to be something there that could make sense for there to, to be something. You know, and like I, we've said it before, like I don't know why, just not just for the sake of just news making and for the pop, so to speak, as we say in wrestling. Why wouldn't you try to incorporate, <laughs> you know, Chloe? Like, there's no there's no downside. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know sometimes, like, right. like uh, with some things, they say, oh, well, if we do this, then, uh, you know, people will clamor for something else, or blah, blah, blah. Like, there's no downside and to putting, and... just like there's no can, there's just, just like there was no downside to adding Charlie Cox, which, again, it sounds like the, that maybe they, they made that right decision by adding him. There's no downside to including Chloe Bennett. To not do it is just to be like, um, it's, to me, it's just spiteful. Not not spiteful necessarily, but just like you're kind of just like stuck in your Short own side. creative bag, and then like yeah, it's a little bit of an ego. Okay. Yeah, we don't I have to. Be. When it's like the fans would definitely want this. There's nobody out here who's like, oh, I hate Age of the Shield so much. Don't ever let, show me those characters again. Like we're not telling you to, to incorporate those inhuman characters, like that black bolt. You know, we're not you're actually, <laughs> singular exception. <laughs> yeah, maybe one person, but. I'm not, I'm not telling you to incorporate Black Bolt into you know you know uh, into uh, right, Miss right. Marvel. Like yeah, that would be a tough pill to swallow because that was a terrible show. It it tanked that 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 uh, that that all of those characters uh, you know value in terms of what they they could possibly mean to Marvel Universe because they they botched it so badly. That yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't say oh no, we need to get the the guy who was Black Bolt and the woman who's Medusa and put them in. Uh, it was the name. There could be a downside to that. I, I don't think that's even that big a risk, but it's unnecessary. This seems like there's really only upside, so why wouldn't you try it? That deserves a documentary. What happened how, to in him? How the sure. Inhuman, 
TV series just completely I mean, I eroded it. I don't really need a documentary. On you that. know, I, maybe I, not an no. hour long documentary, but no, maybe a thirty minute doc. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd watch it because like, cause that, feel like cause think about it. A... I mean, remember that was supposed to be a movie. Like we we always kind of forget that was supposed to be yeah. a Marvel Cinematic Marvel Universe Eternals movie before the Eternals, man. Facts and they just they they it, it couldn't get off the ground. Vin Diesel's Vin Diesel's in it. Vin Diesel's on Blackpool. I mean, <laughs> that was gonna be huge. And then stuff hats they just couldn't get off the ground. And they were like, oh, you know, it was going to be a TV show. But people were still losing their minds over it. And it was yeah. the worst thing ever yeah, produced I, I by like, Marvel Studios. I feel like there's a lot of movies that could have been, should have been, would have been. <laughs> well, man. Yeah but, how many, yeah, but how many of them become god-awful TV shows that are, like, almost, like, just, like, they're, like. And it, the Marvel yeah, Cinematic Universe. But but then it becomes we're just dunking on Scott Bunk Scott Buck and it's like we can't like, I don't kind of want to just let the guy live like all right he made a bad project look I didn't then, I wasn't gonna mention his name until Shamari said it so I'm just saying I didn't know me and Kellen didn't say anything about Scott Buck what, what I will say is that like it what else what's also crazy about it is that that point that EJ made about like you know it was it, it's such a major Marvel property that they're never gonna touch. Or they may, I mean, they may touch it, but I mean, right now there's no plans, to, no plans to even to even go near it because of how how toxic it is. I mean, they were going to touch the Fantastic Four, <laughs> given that god awful movie that we last saw. But you know, the moratorium still hasn't been lifted on Inhumans, so um, that'll be. I don't know. There there were some people that pointed out that in the Captain in the Miss Marvel scissor reel when she's like drawing something on a chalkboard, she appears to draw. One of the things she drew was uh, on the chalkboard was a picture of Maximus or a guy that appeared to be Maximus mm. from the Inhumans. Mm. So uh, I do not expect your boy uh, Ramsey Ramsey Bolton Ramsey Bolt to show up in uh, in Miss Marvel, but uh, there is a possibility there that we could be getting a larger Inhuman tie-in in Miss Marvel. That would be. I mean, I, I look. I hope that they don't just say we're not going to touch anything involving the royal family and anything involving stuff happening on Adelon with Miss Marvel because that was just so bad, and we're just gonna. I hope. I hope not. You know that that was a clear misstep. There's no reason why you can't just reboot again. There's no like you know. I feel like sometimes, I, sometimes I feel like Feige and the Marvel crew have like been a little more cautious than they had to be. You know, like, you know, not putting the Defenders in the uh, in-game or things like, or Infinity War or things like that. Like, there's some things that I just feel like there really isn't much risk to do. Why won't you just try it, you know? Or you have the money. You have anything. Like, why not just do it? Like, you could do whatever you want. You could tell us whatever you want. Like, I know, and I know, to be fair, I did give, you know, Patty Jenkins a little bit of a hard time in making sure that, you know, uh, that the Chris Pine appearance makes sense in this new movie. But, you know... If you tell something that semi works, like the excitement alone of seeing some of these characters over the years would have made up for that, whatever may be lacking in story. So, and with these, I think they're pretty straightforward. You know, it make you know the royal family being involved with, uh, with 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 Miss Marvel is just you know elementary. You know, so so some of these things that you know, we were talking about, I, I hope that they 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 do take. Those plunges, you know, Daisy Johnson being in, involved with Nick Fury is just elementary. That's not rocket science. It's not something that's you know going to be you know we got to jump through a million hoops. Like that's what people expect to see, and that's what the fans want to see. Why wouldn't you just give actress, it? Actress uh, Elizabeth 
Henstridge, the actress that plays uh, Gemma Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, Gemma yeah, Simmons. Gemma Simmons in uh, Agents of Shield. She she had a YouTube video that I, I, that was like I guess it was so big that it popped up on 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 like the main screen of YouTube uh, about like her and her and Simmons, like something about it was like it, but it was like this big deal. It had like millions of views, and I was like, I mean, Agents of Shield at this point is still moving like this, but I mean, it's. it's I mean, they're probably the two most popular characters on the show, but still, I mean, the the amount of the amount of publicity and the amount of you know, again, EJ, like like you say, if you wanna if you wanna draw eyeballs, you wanna you wanna get uh, you know cheap pop, you might as well put uh, you might as well put one of these characters in in a show. So um, I don't, I'm not holding my breath. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't uh, certainly wouldn't. Uh, expect any of them to show up but i don't know we'll see let's uh wrap the show guys with the last topic of the day <clears throat> so uh harley quinn birds of prey was uh met with a lot of critical acclaim but suffered a disappointing box office performance when it came out we talked about last superhero movies i think that was the last superhero movie that was what? birds of prey right yeah that was what last yeah. year early this year or late exactly. last year yeah, yeah. early this year is that yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Early this year. Uh, it's just like Pre-COVID just feels like 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> like I have no concept of time of when things were, especially that things that happened in 2020. Anyway, uh, now uh, the star of that film, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, uh, says a sequel is not in the cards as of right now. Margot Robbie told the Hollywood Reporter that nothing was imminent or worth mentioning when it comes to production on a sequel. A Shamari, given all the projects that have been either rumored or confirmed by DC ever since DC Fandom, um, are you surprised that there are no current plans of birds or for birds of prey? Uh, no. Uh, for uh, well, I mean, for a few reasons. Um, just in terms of of box office, it wasn't exactly the smash that Suicide Squad was. Um, even though I thought it was a much better movie, personally. Um, for sure. And also. Uh, I know Harley Quinn's in this new Suicide Squad movie, and I don't know what happens there. Uh, oh. So, so I, I'm not calling anybody's. Okay. I'm not saying anything crazy. Anything crazy is gonna happen that we are not expecting. Obituary. I'm not. I'm not right. I'm not planning anyone's, anyone's tombstone or headstone or whatever you want to call it. I'm not doing any Shmari. of that. It's like the bomb has been set <laughs> for you know 2021. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not. I don't. I don't know. But I'm just saying we don't know what's going to happen in the movie. And I think that um, you know they may want to give it give it some time before they start planning another. I feel like it may even be more likely we get another Suicide Squad movie before we get another Birds of Prey movie. Um, if we get another Birds of Prey movie, in the because again it wasn't the box office hit that they would have liked. Uh, I mean, they set up in the end of that movie that we would get some sort of sequel. I mean, yes, you didn't have did. to, but like, but they did tease that. You know, there. What, what was the teaser? I, I you know, they all had they all had costumes. They were working together as a team. Yeah, her uh, kind of all drove off. And yeah, Cassandra oh, yeah. was a Harley Quinn. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Huntress, wouldn't she? Would watch him call it? Mm-hmm. Huntress Black and, Canary. and Black Canary and, uh, and I feel like we're gonna Toya. get we're all together. I feel like we're gonna get no reference to any of that in Suicide Squad. No, no, not at all. Not, <laughs> no chance. Um, 
I still don't know what to expect from Suicide Squad, man. I mean, I'm still wondering. This is a sequel. Um, I, saw, I, saw a story, I saw a story today that Peacemaker is now looking to be a multi-season show. A multi-season Good. show. John Good Cena, Cena, man. Yeah, man. He's doing Wipeout. I'm excited to see this this show. And the oh, movie, of course. Yeah. But I'm excited to see the show. Yeah, we ain't yeah, never seen John Cena back in the WWE ring. Oh, man. Russell Mania is in L.A. Yeah, you know, okay. he could be filming. The days is long Sneaker, <laughs> and then he'll do WrestleMania. Um, yeah, no, I mean, this will be, this will certainly be exciting. Um, but no, I don't expect, I don't expect we'll be seeing any, uh, any Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad. I don't know what to expect from Suicide Squad, but um, in terms of tie-in. But when it comes to Birds of Prey, even though they did set up possibilities for future stories, I don't think the reception from a financial standpoint, was enough for Warner Brothers to put this as a priority. Especially with all the other shows they have. Yeah, with ton of, yeah all the other shows and movies. A ton of shows and movies coming up. It uh, doesn't mean they won't ever make it, but I think they see that it's not a priority right now. And I don't know. I mean, Margot Robbie, despite the fact that she was the character in Suicide Squad, who was probably most... Uh, reviewed positively um yeah she yeah, she was most well received i would say she was the most well received in uh in suicide squad she's probably also been the character it's kind of like i can't imagine she's gonna want to do this for that much longer um uh i don't know about that little beaten up you know she probably has other roles that she can take and does she really want to continue to play harley quinn i mean she could I'm sure I mean, the money the, is. I mean, the money, she be, she's printing money doing it, so I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. If I agree with that. I like. I just wonder if it's like a Jennifer Lawrence mystique situation. I mean, no. I don't know if it's that bad. No, it's not. But it's definitely not like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean well, at least that. That. I, was like, I was like, what? We've seen that. That no, was bad. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. You know. Yeah. And I mean, it, for a lot of people, no, not I'm necessarily not, everybody. I'm not know, saying I'm from not saying the viewer's perspective that I view her in a light. As negatively as people may have viewed Jennifer, the hell, yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, not what? from that perspective, but from her, from the actress's perspective. Like we kind of saw that Jennifer. I, I, I don't need to be doing X Men movies at this point. Like Margot Robbie was in a you know uh, an Academy Award nominated movie. Uh, yeah, but those, the, yeah, but those don't cut those don't cut the checks, man. You got to be in the big movies to get those Academy Award movies. So right here, here's the thing. Mystique, in terms of uh, where she ranks in most recognizable, popular Marvel characters. She top 40? 38. <laughs> I mean, she may be, like, barely top 40. Now, I'm including all the movies. Like, including all so the we're talking, So, we're talking movies? I'm just talking about I would, I would, just, Marvel, just, just Marvel characters. Not, like, you can include her movie recognizability, but I'm just right, right. not necessarily, oh, just movie. I'm just saying, just Marvel characters. Yeah, I would say... You would say she is top 40. Is she top... At this point? Okay, is she top 20? No way to me. I I don't see any way. We have a whole team of Avengers and a whole team of... You know, there's a whole Fantastic Four, a whole team of Avengers, some some solo characters. Like, there's no way. Character is so distinct and... She's been in almost every X Men movie, so. and that's and that's fair. I mean, and, I'll, and I'll give you that. I mean, it's so obvious who that character is at this point. And, and now she's being portrayed by Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, and that's so fair. I would say she's top twenty five. Is like, all right, that's pushing. And that's fine. But 
Harley Quinn is, I think, unquestionably a top 10 DC character right now. Unquestionably. In terms of marketing, in terms of recognizability, in terms of popularity, it's not not deniable. Besides Wonder Woman, there's no other female character that's more popular right now. And more yeah, in, I, more invested. I made the case she is the right DC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She is DC's Deadpool. She is DC's Deadpool. So the note, the idea that Margot will walk away from that, I think she would be crazy unless she just really didn't want to do this anymore. But I, but to me, with 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 the problem with Mystique was there really was no seal. The, the ceiling was you know as a you know the, the, to kind of mix up the Jordan quote. The ceiling was the floor. You know, like the ceiling was, yeah, the ceiling was the ceiling wasn't the roof. The ceiling was the floor. Like there really wasn't much more to be done with Mystique. I mean, you want to talk about getting the most orange out of that, you know, most juice out of that fruit. Fox got the most out of that Mystique fruit in terms of, you know, besides not really exploring the Nightwing Parenthood and Rogue stuff. Everything else they could have possibly tried to get out of that character, they did because of the actress they put in that role. Mystique in that universe means way more than she she's ever meant in the comics, and that's saying a lot. Mystique is not like just a throwaway in the comics, but I'm, but that's how much attention and credence they've given the Mystique over the past decades. With Harley Quinn, the possibilities are endless. It's the opposite. There is no ceiling, so you could put her in any story in any show. We've seen her now in two different kinds of movies. We've seen her in a Suicide Squad movie. We've seen her in a Birds of Prey movie. we still never seen her in a Batman movie. we still never seen her in some kind of Gotham City Sirens type of movie. You could do I guess, I guess almost my anything with Harley Quinn. So why would we do call why her, would Margot walk away from that role? That doesn't make any sense from a money so, standpoint. So, you know, when we call her, you know, DC's Deadpool, I tend to agree. But the, the difference is that, like, Ryan Reynolds made two Deadpool movies that made, like, a ton of money and were, were almost universally loved. Whereas she's made two movies that have been beaten up. You've been taken through the ringer, either critically or financially, yeah. in ways that they've had controversies surrounding both and drama surrounding both, to the point where now, I mean, does she still, does she still want to deal with the DC stuff? We may know coming out of Suicide Squad. Like, Suicide, the Suicide Squad is great, and everything is fine with that movie, and you know she's critically acclaimed, and James Gunn gets all the all the flowers and roses he deserves. Then, then I, I'll probably be wrong, but you know I just have my questions. You know if this movie if this movie have any issues getting off the ground or any issues, uh, and it's in uh, you know when it comes out, you know I mean how how much longer before an actress like Margot Robbie says you know what I'm tired of being in B minus movies. I know the I know the bag is great, and maybe I'll continue to do it. But again, you know, like like Jennifer Lawrence, you know, eventually you start to uh, you start to check out. So I, I, don't, I don't. That's I don't, what I, don't, I, 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 that's I, what I would that pay happening. attention to. Yeah, I don't know how you feel, Jen. I don't see that happening with Margot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't see that happening either. Um, I mean, Warner Brothers. I mean, I tend to feel like Warner Brothers, it, it, like that it will be, and I think, and I'm, honestly, I feel like it has gotten to this point, where she is the name your price, she's she's name your price level of of character for for DC at this point. But then Birds of Prey, they tried that, and Birds of Prey didn't do that well. 
You know, so then they do they have to internally question, all right, I mean, are people dying to see a Harley Quinn movie? That's what we that's where that's where we assume. But right. But I think maybe, for her, but, I think for her it co- but for her, I think it's gotta come to a point too of like how much of that I mean, look, it, you still have to have confidence in the in the in the studio, but I mean we all saw the studio botching that rollout. And yeah. I think for Margot, you gotta ask the question, okay, how much was this just kind of a, a case of, you know, you know, missed opportunities and, and you know, maybe poor strategy this time around. And and am I gonna give up having this, you know, this just absolute big time role? I know we could say, you know, but was it is the success there with it on the base screen? And so far, obviously I agree, it's been mixed. Uh Suicide Squad, great box office, terrible movie, you know, you know, Birds of Prey, suspect box office being kind, uh really good movie. You yeah. know, but but yeah. suspect in the box office. You know, to me, I, if I was her, I think that's why she's giving this to some other crack with Suicide Squad. I just think it maybe takes the right opportunity. You know, and, and, um, uh, yeah. and I think that she would have the foresight. I think her agents would have the foresight to, to do it because you see how, um, you see the how much this Harvey Quinn cartoon is starting to cross over because of pop culture and who watches it, who who's aware of it. I mean, to walk away from that now seems to be crazy. If a cartoon is getting this much shine. From non superhero people, you 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 have to pry that role from my dead hands before I let someone. And else the take cartoon it. kind of looks like her character. Yeah. It, remember, and it was supposed to be her. Yeah, it was supposed to be. Her. She was supposed and, to develop the show and be the voice, but then she dropped out. Yeah, and, and now Kaylee Cuoco is breaking yeah, in that bag and, and all these awards. Drop out. There we go. She dropped out of the role. But well, no, and, I think I think I think it was I think it was because that was a lot to be like. Okay, now you're gonna do a cartoon that's every year. And like she's, she, I mean, she does other projects. You know, I think that, that was different. You know, yeah, that that's a big yeah. ass to be. Like, you're gonna do these movies every every other year, and then you're also gonna do a show in between. That's a lot. But and her character is very well liked, both critically and by fans. Well, yeah, that's she, what I'm she has legions of Harley Quinn fans sure. that like her yeah. Harley Quinn. What I'm saying is certainly not popular. And no one is really bashing <laughs> her Harley. Quinn. Right. None of us yeah. have bashed her Harley Quinn. No. Yeah. I don't really think anybody like Jennifer Lawrence her Harley Quinn. You know, by like the second or third one, people were kind of ah, that solid, yeah. but you know, probably a little overused, overutilized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A little overexposed in terms of how many times we've seen the character, but yeah, um, we we haven't gotten. And she doesn't. She didn't have the fanfare that Harley Quinn does. No, not at all. I mean, just not even close. There <laughs> legions of people in blue paint walking around, <laughs> red hair and blue paint. <laughs> yeah, man. I think there's a good chance we don't even see Mystique in the MCU uh, X Men. I think there's a good chance to happen. I think there's a good chance that happens too, or at the very least, we won't see her for a long time. Yeah, like it won't be till like a second or a third movie. Yeah, I, I can see a third movie, maybe where we find. I'd be shocked if Feige because I mean, there's a million X Men characters. Like again, it's someone who you know, X Men. I feel like are my true introduction to like being a superhero fan and me trying to just learn everything about. The mutants that inhabited that time, which you know, this is probably around 2000, right after the movie, and like, there's so many mutants and so many characters linked to mutants in the X Men. Like, like Fox played in a very small uh, sandbox of mutants for whatever reason, um, or when they tried to expand it, you know, these other mutants that they put in, you know, had such big parts, you know, that, they, that it was almost no use or no. Magneto number five. <laughs> right. You know, 
bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the yeah, some of the people you see, and then you see them flash of power, and you're like, yo, man, I think that was X. I think that was blah 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 blah. Let's make Toad mutant number four in X Men First Class. Yeah, you know, there, there's some people, there's some, there's some mutants in these movies. So, like, so to me, there, there, you don't have to do Mystique at all. Like, you really don't. You could do a million other villains and other characters, and it'd be great. And I mean, they never touched the Savage Land. They never touched anything involving uh, Mister Sinister, besides like you know, you know, some like a Wolverine post credit scene. Like, like there's so much they haven't even touched, which is why I think Feige's got to be you know salivating at what he could do with the X Men because so much of it just wasn't even broached, you know. So, so because they were you know, and to you know, while there's a love for those characters in that franchise that Fox, you know, developed, there is that criticism of, because, well, maybe they were too focused on all, you know, it being all about Wolverine, all about, you know, Hugh Jackman, and that's the criticism some people have with it, but... We also have the new stuff as well with Kukroa. Yeah, and yeah, and we didn't talk about anything with Kukroa. I mean, there's a lot there. There's really a lot there, so... I I, I think it'll be fine in terms of what happens uh, uh, with the X-Men, but we'll see in terms of what happens with with Marvel, I don't think she's going anywhere. But in terms of whether or not I think that this is, I didn't even get the answer to the question whether I think this is a surprise. I mean, I, I'm not surprised because of the, the the box office situation. You know, like at the end of the day, if you don't make the money, you gotta go back to the drawing board. I think they clearly want Margot still intact because they put Margot in a movie immediately uh, after that situation. You know, she's in the Suicide Squad, so. So I think they, they still have plans for Harley, Mar- uh, for Harley Quinn, and I think it would be foolish to move forward without plans for Harley Quinn because, again, I think she's their second most popular female character that they have. So in pushing more female roles is paramount right now. You'd be crazy to say we're going to move away from Harley Quinn. But they just got to find the right mix, find the right match. I don't know what that's going to be. You know, with Batman being in a new universe, you know, it doesn't sound like a Batman movie it would make sense. Maybe there's something else they could put together. That uh, does. Maybe it's Batgirl. Maybe it's Nightwing. Maybe it's something else. Who knows? But I think that's a good place to uh, wrap this show, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation and this podcast. Uh, of course, you can catch all of our episodes of New Generation Hero Talk on our page, New Generation Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, make sure you catch us on our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. If you follow us on social media, we're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast, and on Facebook, New Generation Media. You can find Shamari on Instagram and Snapchat, MCShan22. Kendall has sports content on his Twitter account, at NewGenKen. And you can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and Instagram, ActionEJ. Thank you guys once again for listening in. For Kendall, I'm EJ. And Shamari, I'm EJ. (laughs) Take it easy, guys.